In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am the host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. And join with me today to my right. His name is Chip, and we are here to talk all about Marvel. We also have our brand new host. He's on the bottom here. His name is Roy. Like I said, we're here to talk all about Marvel. You can find us on Instagram at Marvel Canon Madness and listen to us anywhere you hear podcasts. Just search Marvel Canon Madness. Yeah, you heard that right. We have changed this, the name of this show from Marvel Cinematic Mondays to Marvel Canon Madness. Everything is getting updated and in the works, so it will all be ready for your listening and enjoyment. Um, you can get all the news from the network and everything else by going to twistmyarmpodcast.com. Been sick as a dog the last couple days, but oh no, uh, I, I, I'm I'm surviving. I'm here, you know. I can't let people down, so you know. <laughs> you here we it. are to talk I... comics. <laughs> yes, and thank you all for watching and joining us as we talk all about Marvel, not just the uh, movies and MCU, but we also talk about the comics and toys and all sorts of other things. So we, we cover pretty much everything Marvel. Um, yeah, although I guess th- this week we're kind of covering a lot a lot more uh, movies and, and TV shows because, as you all know, Fat W's Falcon and the Winter Soldier is right smack dab in the middle of streaming, so we are going to have most of this show be a uh, kind of review show of of that episode. Um, but I don't know. Normally, we, we first start with news, but this week I, we're going in a bit of a different direction. I feel like, um, I do before we start getting into those segments, I would like to first give shout outs to all of the new followers on our Twitters and Instagrams. I can't name all of you. Um, there are so many. Uh, Roy, do you have any in particular that you would like to shout out? Um, the Two Nerdy Podcast. Uh, I've been talking to them a little bit. Their their podcast is pretty top notch. Uh, the Marvel Madams. Uh, oh. That's another good one. Um, oh man, there there is a lot. I've gotten a lot of Star Trek <laughs> followers for some reason. Which hey, I'm not complaining. Uh, you know, I honestly don't know the first thing about Star Trek, so hey, know, man. maybe maybe this will bring me into a whole new genre of learning, there which I'm always up for. Yeah, I would uh, I would almost guess that Jesse sent sent some Star Trek nerds your way. Probably, probably. Yeah, he likes to flood everything with Trekkies, so <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, I I love you either way. Um, 
But that's awesome. Chip, do you have any shout outs or anything from any new Instagram followers? Uh, yeah, we'll shout out uh, underscore super dot Marvel. Uh, okay. It's uh, just a Marvel fan page. Lots of good memes, good images. It's a good nice. scroll through. Hell they, yeah. Uh, they followed us early and they like a lot of the content. So I've definitely nice. been trying to do the same, you know? Heck yeah. We are really bad with social media, me especially, um, but we are trying so hard to be better. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, her. Her name is Pixie. She's from the Next on Stage One podcast. We've I've given her shout outs on like all the shows that I'm on, but she is actually uh, she was featured. We did an interview with her for the Twist My Arm podcast, and that episode is dropping tomorrow at eight o'clock in the morning Mountain Time. So. Uh, Definitely check out that interview with her. She's she's a great, great social media person to uh, <laughs> to be in contact with. She's she's a big help for sure. So big shout out. Um, other than that, I think huh, I think it's time to get this show on the road and get into our first segment, which is a new segment, and I just made the bumper for it like uh, twenty minutes ago. So let's let's see if it works. And yeah. And his name is nope. Oh nope. I need to I need to turn that up a little bit. Here we go. Hang on. I'm sorry. This is this is Did terrible. Something play? What what just happened? <laughs> the recorded version of this will be all edited. By the way, we are live and those of you watching can hang out with us in the chat. We are very responsive to the to the chat. So if you have any questions or if you just wanna talk some shit, let us know. Let's see if this works this time. And his name New Marvel trailers. <laughs> I did try. I did try. Like I said, I made it 20 minutes ago in like a matter of five minutes. So I, I think it. I think it worked out for what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a. Uh, there was a couple trailers that dropped this last week in the Marvel world. So I figured we could watch them. And then kind of break them down <coughs> after after we've all watched them together. And if you haven't seen them yet, then awesome. You get to watch them with us. I'm pretty sure we won't get shut down for playing a trailer because that's promotional material. So uh, it's free promotional stuff, right? Yep. And I believe as long <laughs> as we are discussing it, it doesn't Absolutely. break any uh, D DCNA um, copyright. Well, we are about to find out. <laughs> so we're going to watch the Black Widow trailer. So this this was a new trailer that dropped last week. Here we go. Okay, so first things first, Marvel sure as hell knows how to make a trailer. I mean, doesn't that shit just suck you right in? Like, you want it now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was... Uh... I mean, it had, it's been delayed for so long. I was honestly yeah. not like things that were meant to come out after it came out before it, which had me writing it off. Like, honestly, I had written it off. I was like, eh, it's not important. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put this other stuff out. Like, right. clearly, it doesn't affect anything. Well, so, like, it can't matter. That was my thinking. But like that trailer was dope, and I'm like definitely <laughs> excited to see the movie now. The outro music, like oh man, 
<laughs> what are you gonna say, Roy? So, I I wouldn't exactly write it off. I mean, if you look at Captain America: The First Avenger and Captain Marvel, you know, both those they had nothing to do with the current storyline, and they both brought valid points to the entire overarching MCU. So with us, you know, spoiler, if you haven't watched Endgame, we all know Black Widow dies, obviously, from the trailer itself. Oh, no, I ruined it for Chip. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, um, with that, I mean, my question is, where does this fall? Is it like, is it after? Obviously, it's after Age of Ultron. But where in that uh, phase three did it fall? Because they got to explain that canonically. I kind of hope that it's a mix between after the snap, in between the snap and then everybody coming back, and then also her past. So so I'm sure there's going to be... I think knowing... I don't know, knowing how they're making these like stories now i feel like it's going to be three different parts you're going to have one as like 20 20 something early 20 something black widow and then you'll have like late 20 something black widow and then uh in between snap and blip black widow you know what i mean kind of telling Mm -hmm. all those different storylines but then they're all gonna end up being you know one one big story like it'll all fall back to her dad or something <laughs> but i i still think that taskmaster is going to be hawkeye i'm i'm like almost positive that that's what's going to happen and that's why she was looking for him like he got he got brainwashed and then you know she saves him but then he goes on the run and starts killing everyone that brainwashed him you know, before Endgame, so that's why she's looking for him the whole time. That's that's my prediction, and this kind of solidifies it for me, just because you're seeing him go find, you know, the guy being like, go find her and stuff, but what were you going to say, Roy? I know you had your finger up. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of hoping they, they delve into the whole uh, Taskmaster being like a defa- um a defector of shield actually, because I believe in the comics he was, he which was wouldn't Hawkeye be a defector of shield. That's true. But he was also <laughs> enhanced, um, with a super serum, but it had like reverse effects. It like jump started his cognitive abilities. And that's why he's able to copy everyone's styles perfectly. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's probably so, not Hawkeye. Like I'm, I'm stretching it so much, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> but with the introduction of Red Guardian, which David Harbour is, uh, he does it for me. That, I that love is, that guy. <laughs> that guy, just the scene where he's like flexing is, yeah. it, that put him in the role for me like perfectly. <laughs> well, even just talking to the girls where he's like, "You guys are strong," you know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, he's, um, he's good. But, I still haven't seen Hellboy. Did you guys see Hellboy with him? I did. It it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. Did he was he at least good in it? Yes. Yes. He okay. was probably the redeeming factor for me uh, okay. of that movie. Well, that's um, good. But I I don't know. I I would like to see the Taskmaster not die in Black Widow. 
I would like it to see him be a prominent role of Phase Four because there is yeah. so much he could bring to the MCU. I mean, he's kind of a big deal in the comics too, isn't he? Yeah, he, he was part of. Uh, once again, we're going back to it, Thunderbolts. <laughs> so you know, uh, I feel like a lot of Phase Four is dropping a lot of those Thunderbolt references. Yeah. I mean, not the team I want to see, but like a lot of people that have been associated with or in the Thunderbolts along over the course of the run have been showing up. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. true. Not the ones I want to see, like, but I don't think I'm ever going to see that. So it's all right. <laughs> it, it's mostly just subtle nods all over the place. It's sure. No real, like, you know, throwing it right at you, slapping you in the face and saying, this is our team. No, it's, hey, here's a small person who is in Thunderbolts. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. Which, so. I don't know, I Falcon and Winter Soldier, we'll talk about it later, but they had some big reveals, some yeah. big hints to things. I, that, I, oh, man. If you didn't catch them, if you're not like, if you're... I don't know. I and I'm not even that savvy. I had to do like I watched the episode a bunch and did a bunch of research, but I found some cool shit and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um I do want to point out that every episode of Fat W so far has had a Thunderbolts member in it. <laughs> that is not like just up front. It is a person who is in the background and has been mentioned. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We should make a Thunderbolt watch banner, I guess. For, Add it for to the Young Avengers, Young Avengers watch. Yep. Yep. Oh, there we go. So now that we're on Thunderbolt watch, <laughs> I mean, they could pull a Defenders and just pull all those all those guys out of each one of these different shows and make a team. But it's it, it reminds me a lot of. Uh, after Civil War in the comics, I feel like they had all these teams that they assigned to different states. Mm-hmm. And I believe the Thunderbolts were assigned to Colorado. Was yeah. it? Was I that don't. right? I, I believe so. Col- base Colorado was, Springs, I think. Yeah, their base was in a mountain. So that. Yeah. Yep. Probably. Pretty active. sure. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty sure that's what I you read. You got me but, on that one. I know they were assigned somewhere. I there there was just too many to keep track of. Well, because they were Osborne's back personal to. Avengers team. <clears throat> oh, sure. But but well, they could. Well, no, my mistake. My mistake. At the time, my mistake. At the time, Osborne was running the Dark Avengers, uh, his own Avengers team, and the Thunderbolts were still like being ran by Osborne, but like low key and they were still operating out of their base. They were uh, independent teams at the time. Uh, but they were all still do you like think, Osborne's henchmen. Do you think they'll go the post Civil War route and just have a bunch of teams? Like a bunch of random teams popping up that then end up becoming detrimental to like you know, the life. <laughs> I mean, that could be a modified... Oh, my bad, boy. Your name was blocking your finger until you moved your hand. Oh. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like maybe the, like with the flag smashers, um, like trying to break down all these borders, maybe they'll uh, do a modified version of Tony Stark's armor everywhere plan and mm. host a team everywhere. Hmm. That would mm. be interesting. What say you, Roy? Uh, I think I think it's going to come into play. I really do. Because of with the Sokovian Accords uh, registering people and a scene like Monica Rambo go to meet Nick Fury. You know, I think Nick Fury is probably already putting teams into motion. He's already, he's already got the gears turning. Yeah. So, and that, that's another question. Like, is, is, uh, Nick Fury actually involved in the world politics still, or is he more intergalactic watchman now? Mm. So I feel like the Sokovian Accords kind of draws that conclusion that they're going to, they're, I don't think they're going to do state based teams. I don't think they have the build yet to do it. I think they're going to do country or um, like continent based teams. I think that okay. would make more sense, like having okay. Excalibur in Europe and, sure. you know, having X-Force or um, what was what was Logan's team in Canada? Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight. Yeah, having like Alpha ah. Flight up there and just teams all over. It's funny you say that because there are rumors of Alpha Flight showing up soon in this. Well, with uh, with Deadpool now being Marvel canon, I mean, <laughs> they can definitely do that. Man, there's so many things they can do with this. I don't, uh, I don't think, I don't think Alpha Flight's gonna sell. Quite frankly, I mean, <laughs> like more power to them if they want to produce that and dump that much money into producing that. Yeah, but like I. I don't think an Alpha movie sells. Maybe they do it as a series, or like the characters just show up somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But like, I a lot of people thought the same thing about Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Sure. Okay. (laughs) People that people that were aware of the Guardians of the Galaxy weren't worried about it. (laughs) People that are aware of Alpha Flight are still kind of like. Mm, it's alpha flight like they're not <laughs> i don't know the, the team is not that cool like but they can so, make it cool you know they could and uh maybe this is the mutants that we're getting yeah man <laughs> oh my god <laughs> be thankful that you get mutants at all uh, <laughs> it's not the mutants we deserve but it's the mutants <laughs> that we get <laughs> exactly oh man well there was one other trailer that came out today. What? What was actually, it? did you did you not see this? This was uh, the new trailer for Loki, and wow, is it revealing as far as what the fuck? You know, here let's just let's watch this thing, Can and uh, and yeah, yeah, let's do this. Uh, yeah, here we go. So again, Marvel knows how to make a fucking trailer because mm-hmm. I not 
I was already interested in Loki to begin with, but then watching that trailer and seeing more of not only the story and what's going to, I mean, do they open that trailer with the guy holding the Tesseract in his hand mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, they're not, they're not holding anything back right now. So they're like, they're letting you know that this is a story of Loki fixing what he messed up by taking the Tesseract in Endgame. But I also am excited to see Owen Wilson. Yeah. Because, man, I, I love him. And I'm so excited to see him in some, some Marvel, you know? He's, he's awesome. Maybe they'll have some sort of alternate universe where they bring in Hansel from Zoolander. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Where they meet, they meet like, freaking, uh, what do you call it? What do, what do you call it? Doppelganger. Doppelganger Owen Wilson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Earth 557 mm-hmm. Owen Wilson and he's Hansel. <laughs> I would love that. I would love it so much. So what what are your initial thoughts about this trailer, Chip? I I liked it. I think it looks really good. Um <laughs> Usually in the trailers, they only give us shit from like the first couple episodes. So I'm just like, that's a whole lot for only being the first couple episodes. Like, wow. but maybe it is just the first couple episodes. That's that really I mean. could be. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's gonna be. It looks action packed. I think we're definitely gonna get. Like, I think Loki's definitely going to show up in Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that for sure. I feel like they're definitely setting up Kang, and they said that Kang was going to show up in the new Ant Man movie. So, do you think because of the way Black Widow has been changed, um, and especially because of this little picture that you see in uh, this trailer, that's clearly Black Widow Mm -hmm. and Loki? sitting on the rocks together that i mean that if it's somebody else i'm gonna be so shocked but that is clearly black widow and they're discussing something you know do do you think that with the release of black widow and then loki also happening there's going to be some sort of connection there and maybe bringing black widow back into the mcu that way Um, so I want to point out something real quick. <laughs> so when you, yes or no, Roy, just say yes or no. I, I believe they are, but okay, I have proof, all right. That's I all I needed was a yes. What you see right there, <laughs> that that rock scene, that outfit she is wearing looks exactly like the the woman who is fighting the guards. Which the guards? Hooded, the hooded the hooded woman that's like. Hurricanrana, the guards in that hallway scene. Oh, that outfit looks like her. And since all of this happened during the original Avengers, and we know oh, that that sense. timeline split, then yep, that means there is now a variant Black Widow. And they called Loki variant three times. That's their way of saying you're not the real Loki. You know, sure, sure, and. I, I'm calling it right now. Owen Wilson is Kang the Conqueror. 
Mobius, Mobius, Mobius? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Owen Wilson being the Kang, the Conqueror. <laughs> really? <laughs> it, you know, it, it might be surprising, but since he works for the time agency and he has that fascination. You don't, I don't think he would have gone back in time to fix that fucking nose, bro? I don't... Mm. No, he's got to stay low key, as he put it towards Loki. I need your oh my low God. key perspective. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Kang, Kang looks pretty badass. You know, I mean, he's uh, depending on which one you go by. They already told us that they cast Kang, and it's an entirely different actor. So, like, unless they're totally <laughs> giving us the switcheroo. I mean, he's he's kind of like I don't know. I guess he could be, but I mean, look at the mask. It, it's it's entirely a helmet. Well, whatever, man. That's true. But I did I read. Uh, I did read that the. Uh, oh gosh, that the like black chick, the lieutenant-looking lady, when Loki's being interrogated, apparently mm. her character name shares a last name with. Kang's love interest from the comics. Hmm. So there's a connection there. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, so <laughs> Jonathan Majors has been cast as Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Oh, see, there you go. In Ant Man three. Mm-hmm. Oh right, I did hear about that. I, I don't believe it until I see it. It's still Owen <laughs> Wilson. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. This is just a red herring. You know, if if you think Owen Wilson's gonna be Kang, I think Owen Wilson's character is gonna end up being Doctor Doom. That's that's my prediction. He's gonna end up. <laughs> Let's just start casting him in all the major roles. Just Next up is Bing Bang Boom. Existing characters and throw them in somebody else's mask. Let's <laughs> give like we're gonna cast Wolverine, right? We're gonna give him a visor. Call him. Wolverclops. It's definitely. It's just funny. Like, Mobius, Mobius, Mobius is his own character. He's not Dr. Doom. <laughs> he's not Kang. Like, he's his own character. <laughs> Betsy Braddock is Phoenix. What? No. No, she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> What is it? Mobius M. Mobius? Is that what his name is? Yeah. Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. <laughs> Don't wow, judge man. his mom. Okay. I <laughs> I am not. I am just kind of yeah. chuckling at his triple threat name. You not judge anyone based on their name. I mean, we got Northwest. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. See, there you go. There you go. Dude, when I so first heard that they named their kid North, that's, like, that's, that's him, right? That's him. That's who? That's a picture. Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. That's that's the picture I got right now on, on Google. <laughs> I'll try and the, find a different one. That's like one of those incredibly awesomely goofy seventies costumes. Of course, of course. Do you mind? Do you have uh, a uh, Flash Gordon? Hover bike? Is that what he was riding on? I believe that is exactly what that was. So here is an actual one of Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. 
That's that's like the real one, the comparison between the two. So, is he some sort of leader of the Time Corps? <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. It's the Time Corps. He's I don't know. High ranking He's member the of the Time Variance <laughs> Authority, TVA. Are you sure he's the power broker? <laughs> well, I mean, shit, he might as well be. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. You're probably right. He's the power broker. He's Kang. He's you know what? You know that that picture is actually pretty spot on, though. I mean, and he does come from fan. He comes from Fantastic Four, right? He's a Fantastic Four guy. I don't know if if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't. I'm not even gonna look it up. But every every comic I have on here is him in Fantastic Four. So I'm just gonna assume he's in Fantastic Four. Um, I read a lot of Fantastic Four, so I believe. That no, I, I'm still a big fan of Reed Richards being the biggest douchebag in Marvel comics history. Yeah. Well, anyway, Owen Wilson's totally Galactus. Then, like, he's you know he's gonna connect Fantastic mm, Four. To everything, God. and are you just, kidding? Uh, are you, oh. Spoiler alert! Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I think you got it wrong. I think he's totally Silver Surfer. <laughs> oh yeah, give Jesse some lip service there. Oh goodness. Well, anyway, I back to the trailer. I really am excited for this to come out. Uh, so we have three more episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to put us at. Uh, the first of May, I believe. Um, so that yeah, the season finale will be one, two, three. It'll be the twenty third of April, which means that we'll have one full week of no Disney shows, unless you're counting the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Which, who boy, check it out if you haven't seen it yet. It's really good. Um, but then after the thirtieth, we got the Bad Batch from Star Wars coming out, so that'll quench our thirst until we get Loki. Um, but man. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. I'm gonna have to watch WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier again <laughs> to keep to keep me occupied until Loki comes out. Because dang, the whole timeline split. What what mm. what did you guys think of of that aspect? Like, do you, do you think he's just now we're gonna see all the different predictions? Do you think we're gonna see a bunch of like different fan predictions coming true and these splits that he has to go fix? Mm. Yeah, a lot of lip service is gonna be done with it, I believe. And uh, once again, uh, multiverse madness. It's just right there's your a huge key lead into it. You know, Doctor Strange is gonna step in to try and fix it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see all the different like fan theories coming true in Loki. Yeah, all yeah. of it's gonna be non-canonical, so like they can do whatever they want. Right, right. Because they're gonna fix it, quote unquote. They're gonna fix these different timelines. Have you guys read any different Marvel fan theories that you would love to see come true in the Loki series? Um. So. One that, it, and it, it doesn't have to do with the Loki, but it did come out April 1st, Bruce Campbell. Uh, he put out a piece of the script for Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange. Oh, and it you mean was, on April 1st? He did on that? On April 1st. 
<laughs> it came out and it was uh, Doctor Strange stepping out of a portal into a wooded area with a cabin and uh, strange fog rolling around and the sound of a chainsaw and gunshots and a man steps out of the cabin with a chainsaw for an arm and he looks at Doctor Strange and he's like, who are you supposed to be? And that's the <laughs> pretend script that came out, but I would gladly like to see that. Just saying. Heck Ash yeah. versus Marvel Universe. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Raimi is still heavily involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what have you? Do you have any Marvel theories, Chip, that you would love to see come true in in this Loki series? I feel like I feel like based on where the timeline is going to split, it'd be really interesting to see a Hydra wins timeline. Mm. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see a Tony Stark wins timeline. Um, yeah, do you think those characters will show up? Do you think uh, like Robert Downey Jr. will show up in this at all, or like the Iron Man suit or anything? I don't. I don't think so. But like, mm. you can, or at least not, not Robert Downey in the suit at least. But like, I feel like you could have those be the timeline you jump into without showing those characters. Sure. But, Just whispers. I mean, like you, you blip it into a timeline, and you see all these like propaganda saying like Tony was right and. <laughs> see some graffiti saying like r.i.p cap and you go oh okay i know what happened here like (laughs) i feel like um they could do easy tie-ins to a lot of their new content coming up like we could see one of the multiverses have iron heart and uh you know go into the maybe we get a brief glimpse of the young avengers or something like that just all over the place on it. I think there's way too many Easter eggs that could pop up in a multiverse spanning series that are just going to be, we're going to have hundreds of red herrings, I think. And oh, yeah. nobody's going to be able to distinguish. And I think Marvel was really smart doing it this way, because even if they have Tobey Maguire on set or, you know, have Andrew Garfield on set, they can be like, oh, no, it was just a cameo appearance for an alternate reality. It had nothing to do with the actual movie, guys. Right. Yeah. Man, I would love to see so many different things happening, like Captain the Captain America Hydra thing. He works for Hydra. Um. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think they're going to use this series to kind of close a lot of things, close a lot of fan theories, um, but also open a lot of doors, you know, like for instance, mutants, he could, Loki could travel to a, a universe where there's mutants and he learns about them and then comes back to Earth 616, which hasn't that been confirmed? That's been confirmed, right? That where the MCU is in 616? Uh, I don't know if that's been confirmed. 
I don't um, remember if it was confirmed or if uh, Dr. Selznick was just theorizing. Okay. Well, either way, whatever whatever universe they decide to put this canon into, you know, it'd be fun to see Loki come back and be like, well, there's actually a ton of mutants just hiding around. So <laughs> I don't know. Either way, this this trailer was really good, and I'm really excited to uh, to see. Uh, Jesse says MCU is Earth one point nine 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 nine. I think nine I hate you, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Uh, those of you listening to the podcast, we go live every Monday night for the Marvel Canon Madness podcast, and we do have a live chat that you can talk to us in and hang out with us and ask us questions and give us shit, whatever you want to do. But yeah, as we are recording this, we are live. So that's why sometimes we will refer to other people that are not actually talking, but are in the chat. So <laughs> Jesse, for instance, says confirmed in comics, dude. No joke. All right, cool. Well, I mean, fuck. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's capping. <laughs> get out of here with that um so i on a scale let, let's rate this uh for the first one black widow on a scale of one to ten how are you ex how excited are you for black widow roy uh i'm gonna go with a seven chip uh, I... no you get just a number god damn it <laughs> seven seven eight and i'm going with seven Sorry, Roy. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> Why do you? No, pick? It, it's, <laughs> it's fine. I'm just saying, like seven. I don't think there was as many excitable points as Loki had. Honestly, um, it seemed like a stereotypical kind of spy flick to me with superpowers. For sure. What would you rate Loki then? Uh, I would. I would give Loki a solid nine. I mean, okay. just the lot of Easter egg tie-ins that you saw in that, that was solid nine for me. Chip? Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> you can't do the same thing as me. Just didn't press the buttons for me. <laughs> so uh, so I'm going to... probably give it a nine as well. It was very intriguing. And I'm going to flip... I'm going to fucking trump you all and go ten on that because... Uh, first of all, I love Owen Wilson. I have loved Owen Wilson since I was a kid. Um, everything that he's ever been in since The Haunting. If you guys remember that 1997, 98 flick, I believe that he was in. Uh, and he did Anaconda right after it. And Anaconda. Like, I mean, dude, and no joke. I, I loved both those movies when I was a child. Um, and I've, I've kind of followed Owen Wilson's career as, as I've, grown up and man he's he's great i i really like the uh the intern movie with him and any any movie with him and vince vaughn like that i don't, I don't know so i didn't see the intern i need to watch it it's uh. good man for for what it is it's a pretty good flick so yeah, yeah and and owen, owen wilson is just such a great dumbass <laughs> so all right one more thing about the uh, Black Widow trailer. I am so excited <laughs> to see that goddamn airplane fight scene. Like, 
that Uncharted <laughs> 3 just falling from the sky while you're fighting. Oh, man, that fight scene is going to be so dope. I didn't yeah. want to mention the fact that we're getting, you know, another fight scene in the air from a plane or something. It was better I guess, than I guess a canyon chase. Scenes, I, all right, there, there is something. <laughs> hey, you shut your mouth with those canyon chases, all right? There is something right there that I don't like. Uh, that flight scene when Taskmaster pulled out the katana. Dude, he uses a long sword. He don't use no katana. <laughs> I got no katana. What is this? Yeah, for re, you know, for recreation value, I would have much preferred to see him use like a long sword. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I I agree with you, and I see what you're saying, but I feel like a long sword would look out of place with the very modernized armor that they're giving her. Um. So, Giving I feel like hurt? the katana work. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You think Taskmaster is a woman? I definitely do. I think Taskmaster is Rachel Weisz. Uh, oh, and I feel like oh. all these Hawkeye theories are crazy, but I wasn't gonna blow you out of the water until That's now. That's fine. Um, okay. I, you know, I called. I said it was gonna be Hawkeye like two years ago when we first heard about Taskmaster. I and I have just been sticking to your guns <laughs> for so long. And I, I don't even care that I'm going to be completely wrong. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm staying true to my word. <laughs> hmm. Stick to your guns, but, man. If they were GameStop stock, you'd be rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, Anything else that you guys want to touch on for uh, for Black Black Widow or the Loki trailers? Uh, so it do- all right. So Loki is a reference to Thor, and we know we're getting the new Thor of uh, Love and Thunder. Correct. Uh, I just recently heard that Russell Crowe is cast in a mis- mystery role on that, and it has actually mm. been confirmed. Interesting. So I it's bet it's going to be a mystery. Well, <laughs> who would he play? Who, Who's who he going to play? Playing? Oh, yeah, he like... is absolutely playing Thor. He is one hundred percent playing <laughs> Thor Odinson. He's playing future okay. Thor, King Thor. Okay, one hundred percent. Because all I... of these movies are going to be dealing with going back and forth in time, right? Oh, yeah, true. Just picture Russell Crowe. Like think like oh man I wish I had like a side by side of Russell Crowe and Chris Hemsworth like Russell Crowe is old man Thor that is my so, and, solid prediction. All right, and I'm not body shaming Russell Crowe when I say this, but to play that role, I I think he's gonna have to get in a lot better shape than he is in. No way, because um, the lat he's not he's not playing fat Thor from Endgame, dude. <laughs> No, he's playing future Thor. All of his fights are over. He's just been sitting on his throne getting drunk for a hundred years because all of his people have been killed. And he's depressed, so he's just been drinking on his throne for a hundred years. But his people are all in new... uh, What is it? New... uh, I should know this. In the current timeline, they're in Broxton, Oklahoma. There you go. I could see that. Absolutely. 
I'm call. Oh man, predicting it, dude. Predicting it. Like Russell Crowe is playing future Thor. He's playing King Thor. Um, he's gonna have a missing but, arm. All the Asgardians are gonna be dead, and he's just gonna be holed up in his mountain castle, waiting for Gore to come and finish him off. And that is gonna be like where we see Russell Crowe. Okay. Man, I I like that. I like that prediction a lot. I think that's. I think we should hang on to that. You need to write that down right now. Luckily, we're going to publish this. Chip prediction issue 008 because I want to make sure that we come back to this after Thor comes out and we see exactly what happens because it'd be, it'd be really fun to, you know, send this out into the airwaves, to the interwebs and be like, yeah, we called it MCM had it first. <laughs> <laughs> It was my first thought, honestly. I heard Russell Crowe got confirmed. I was like, bro, he's playing future Thor. Like like Matt Damon. No, uh, Matt Damon, um, Chris Humsworth's brother, and uh, oh, the the doctor from Jurassic Park. Sam Neill? Uh, is that... That's the one that did the raptor talent scene, right? Yeah. I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. Sam Neill. <laughs> all right. So yes. Sam Neill. They're yeah. all reprising their roles for that uh for that kind of scene again in Thor and Thunder or of Love and Thunder. Uh and Melissa McCartney is actually playing Hella. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so oh my goodness. Oh yeah. My- so there, there is another story recreation uh, scene in the next movie that we are getting, and those are the main players, and they're going to do the Thor Ragnarok uh, storyline. Bro, it's so funny that they turned Hela into Melissa McCartney. Because, well, who I, I guess you could say uh, Russell Crowe could play Boulder, but that doesn't seem right. Um. I would think that Crow would have a different role than those because Sam Neill is Odin's son, Thor's brother, or Chris Helmsworth's brother is playing Thor, and then Matt Damon is playing Loki. So. It's Liam Hemsworth. Oh, there you go. Russell Crowe is Thanos. Oh my god, that's hilarious. (laughs) So, here you go. This is... uh... This is where we're at with with this. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> How oh funny is that? that? <laughs> hey, and you know, you know Melissa McCartney is gonna kill that role. She's, oh, she's gonna, gonna be hilarious. Amazing job. She's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> oh man, I I love it. That's uh that's gonna be a fun movie for sure. Thor and Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Taika Waititi is just, he's a godsend. If you haven't seen um, what we do in the shadows, you need to, you know, do that. Yes. <laughs> because it's so good. It's hilarious. The movie's hilarious. The series on FX is hilarious. Yeah, man. So funny. It's great. Jesse says Melissa will be better than Blanchett. Yeah, I could see that. Should be funnier at least. That's yeah. that's for sure. Um, okay, 
any final words about these trailers before we move on? Okay. So we're going to move on to the next segment, which I'm kind of cheating, but... What have we been reading? That's right. It's time for What Have We Been Reading. Um, And to be completely honest, I haven't been reading anything, but I have been watching a little show called Invincible on Amazon Prime. I don't believe this is a Marvel show or a Marvel comic or anything like that, but it is so good that I need to talk to you about it because... My God, like I said, it is so freaking good. Everything about it. Like, I've only watched the first two episodes. Um, and the first episode was, you know, it's 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 good. Like the you know, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, this is this is fun. This is a cool little, you know, superhero show. And it was very tame for about 40 of the 50 minutes of the episode. And then the last 10 minutes of the episode really reminded you who Robert Kirkman is and what kind of comics he writes because (laughs) my God was that shit brutal. Like for those of you that don't know, Robert Kirkman is the one that did the walking dead and that, that show and that comic is, is brutal AF. And so of course invincible is going to be, the same thing it's it's rugged like i i really like invincible and you're right it's not marvel at all it's image comics uh i i really like image comics they have some really interesting stories uh and i mean definitely yeah. worth looking into they have some really cool um series um not just by Kirkman, but he's got a couple really good ones. But yeah, Invincible yeah. is badass. There's like almost 150 issues of it. I want to say like 147, 137, and it it gets wild. So like, this is so this is the next Walking Dead for Robert Kirkman. Then I mean, and you cannot go wrong with this with this show either. The cast alone is incredible. You have Stephen Yen, J.K. Simmons. Uh, Walter Walton Goggins, who does a lot of good voice work, Jillian Jacobs from Community. Community. Um, you have Zachary Quinto from Star Trek and Heroes. You have Mark Hamill, my boy. Seth mm. Rogen plays a character who is my favorite character in the show right now because, of course, Seth Rogen plays the idiot, one-eyed <laughs> Martian. <laughs> like yeah. this is this is Earth, right? Uarth? No, no, this, this is, is Earth. <laughs> oh, my boss is gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, but I no. For that, if you, I think Jason, however you say, Matzukis, Matzukis, yeah, is yeah, awesome as well. Yes, he is killing it as Rex Lode, like killing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> So if you haven't seen it, it is on Amazon Prime. It's called Invincible. It is brutal. It is graphic. Do not watch it with your kids. It is very deceiving. It looks like you can watch it with your kids at first, but towards the end, they will have nightmares. Do not watch it with children. 
It is good though. And I highly recommend it. It's on what episode three or four, I think. Four. Uh, they dropped right episode now. four on Thursday. Okay, so Thursday. it comes out every Thursday. Um, they're on episode four. Check it out, Amazon Prime. What have you guys been reading lately? Let's start with Chip. Uh, I am reading Inhumanity. So, like, currently, where I'm at in my like read through. I'm just finishing up 2013, which was the end of the Infinity event, which led into mm. Inhumanity. Uh, and that's basically Black Bolt crashed the entire Inhuman city, like off the coast of New York, and released ah. Terrigen Mists and turned a whole lot of people globally into Inhumans, which leads into a whole big war of like the Inhumans versus the X Men. But I'm not quite there yet, but like, yeah, I'm reading Humanity <laughs> right now, and uh, there's a lot of tie-ins with that. Okay, nice. How many issues are you in right now? Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell, like, a number of issues that I'm in. Like, the one I Does just it split Does it go done. through a bunch of different comics? Like, Yeah, yeah, they're all tie-ins okay. to the event. Okay. Uh, like, I just finished on Kenny X-Men number 15. It was basically a girls' night out. All the X-Men oh, yeah. decided to go shopping. Like, shopping, you were shopping. You telling me about that. Because it's like what normal girls do. <laughs> yeah, yep. like, and we're the X-Men. We haven't been normal for forever. Like, We've never been like, normal. So let's yeah, go shopping. Like, one of the girls is like, Kitty, talking to Kitty Pride, you've been wearing the same outfit since, like, 1980. Come on. It's, like, it's funny. It's like, true, like true. <laughs> like, all right, fair enough. Go shop. Oh man, that's good. Um, I I need to read more into the Inhumans because the only thing I know about the Inhumans is that terrible ABC show. That man, I gave it a good college try. I really mm. did. I watched. Kylie and I both watched like three or four episodes. And by that third episode, when they're like on Earth and like on Hawaii in Hawaii and stuff, like it was just so bad. I couldn't I couldn't go. I couldn't go any farther than that third or fourth episode. I think the best part of it, like I didn't even give it the old college try. I knew <laughs> watching the trailers that I wasn't gonna watch that. Um, yeah. I was like, no, thank you. Um, but you know, it had the Game of Thrones dude, and I like him. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, but alas, yeah. I feel like th it, that was good casting. Like him as Maximus is a great casting. Bad execution. Like yeah, who was uh oh, man who played Black Bull in that show? Because Anson. I feel like I don't even know. Anson something. Anson Mount? Yeah. That's the dude that played okay. Colin Bohannon. Yeah. Yes. He played Black Bolt. Yes. I didn't realize Thank that. You. That is I, I made that connection. I didn't realize that was him. Crazy. Yes, yes. I was just talking to Kylie recently about Hell on Wheels and how awesome of a show that is and how we need to watch it from the beginning because now that it's finished, it'd be a lot of fun to binge it. And I'm like looking through it and I'm like, man, why does that name sound so familiar? And I click on 
Anson Mount, and I'm like, oh my god, he played that awful black bull in that awful Inhuman show. Well, <laughs> his acting, his acting in that show was spot on. Oh, absolutely. Talk. Well, he didn't really have to act very much. He just had to be quiet. Yeah. He was really good at Captain facial Christopher Pike. I can't wait for Trek. So I buy yes. Oh, can yes. we go ahead and kick uh, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the report button? That seems uh, abusive and bullying. Uh, I feel attacked. <laughs> Jesse comes from the Sudden But Inevitable podcast. You can catch that every Friday at 8.30 Mountain, Mountain Standard Time. We talk about Firefly. Uh, we are... Getting to the end of that show, so we are going to have something new soon, and I'm really excited to get that next phase of SBI moving. Um, anyway, okay, Roy, have you been reading anything? I know you've been a little sick lately. Yeah, a little down um, lately. So I, I actually haven't been reading a ton about a comic a day. I've been reading the the King in Black series, but more than anything i've been as you would say giving it the good good old college try the <laughs> animated x-men on netflix okay oh i i get a migraine after every episode it's so bad and <laughs> that's sad you know the voice acting it's your it's it's anime voice acting you don't have the rough and gruff voice of like logan you have some teenage boy in logan's body it seems like and then another problem i had was like second episode uh they called it you men um so this is all taking place in japan okay but the second episode is a big motor it's like a car chase motorcycle fight and they're fighting like these androids that are basically the androids from Final Fantasy VII uh, <laughs> when you're in Midgard. The really lanky dudes with the big bulk gun arms and everything. It's just, it is horrible. And I think for once I am not going to make it to the end of the series, to the end of a series. Oof. I mean, I'm going to try. I'm That bad, huh? It, it's background noise right now. Like, I get so distracted <laughs> while I'm watching it. That's rough. But it's, I don't know. Um, the animation is decent. I'll give it that. Okay. But it's, it's a Japanese animated show, and they're generally really good with their fight scenes. I think it's more the voice actors are, <laughs> the voice actors are what's killing it for me, is the voices don't match the character bodies. Um, uh, and that. my favorite anime that is that's a super hard one. Um, lately, to, ans to answer Jesse's question, he asks Roy, What is your favorite anime? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would probably have to say that's actually my wife's, but <laughs> I would say there's a anime called Log Horizon, uh, it's very similar to Sword Art Online. Um, it has two seasons out, but it's more of a, it's more of a video game based, uh, anime than, uh, Sword Art Online was. Okay. Chip, what's your favorite anime? Uh, 
don't know. I don't. Naruto. I don't know if I have. You, like, do you watch anime at all? I don't really even I watch do. anime, so okay. I do, but not like religiously. I I'm really selective. Um, mm. I definitely watch gonna say more about anime. Stronger. No, um, <laughs> I don't know. I really, it's hard to pin down like a favorite. I I really like Full Metal Alchemist. I prefer Brotherhood because it, it was like grittier than the original. Um, sure. Samurai Champloo was a lot of fun. Ooh, that was a good one. Um, God, there's this one called Blue Gender that's like fairly old. That was like set in the future. Yeah, I remember X. watching that in your basement when we were in high school. Yeah, had, all, had all on DVD. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I will give you guys one quick guess as to what my favorite anime is chip um got do i get any questions like is it a super popular one or is it something obscure is it a show nope, is you, it, nope you just gotta guess it just guess it god it's uh it's gotta be dbz nope roy what you got uh i'm gonna go with cowboy bebop wrong god, star wars me. clone wars from 2003. That's not an anime. That, that's not yeah. an anime. <laughs> that's an it is animated, totally an anime. It is no. an animated series. Star Wars House is an not make anime. No, that shit was great. That old uh, Clone Sam- Wars Samurai anime. Jack is anime. not anime. It's not. No, that shit is it's like not. It is American anime. Like that is like a well, it has the word anime in it, and maybe I need to be a little bit more educated and cultured on anime. But for now, from what I know of anime, Clone Wars is my favorite one, (laughs) which it was just released on Disney Plus, which I'm super excited about. And uh, what's your favorite Italian food? Pizza. <laughs> Jesse, to answer your question, question, yes, Evangelion. Um, the original one was amazing. The later ones, kind of harder to get into, but still just as good. S- slow burn. Bubblegum crisis. <sighs> anyway, but we are a Marvel show, not an anime yes. show. Yes, so. exactly. We 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 went on a little bit of a tangent there, but that's the best part about this show is we do talk a lot about Marvel, but we do go on some tangents about some other random things sometimes. So, And it's my fault because I mentioned the Marvel anime. So. It, uh, yeah, Roy, all your fault. So Yeah, it was a bad lead-in. Well, that's all I got for what I've been reading, which isn't a lot. Like I said, I wasn't reading anything. I watched Invincible. So mm. did you guys have anything else that you were reading for this segment here no i've uh, i've been reading some reviews about fat w's yes and let's get into that Talk let's, about let's move straight into fat w's um should we mm, you know what f it all right so this we're gonna do a review of it we have 
I would like, you know, I'd like to keep this podcast to about two hours. So we have about 50 minutes to discuss Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode three. We can continue the, the conversation next week um, for the beginning part of MCM and then, you know, do episode four of Falcon Winter Soldier. But I'm just I'm just giving a little bit of a we're doing a little crunch time because this episode we talked a lot about other things in Marvel um, because normally we do this every other week, but for fat W's, we are doing this every week. So it's, it's, it's weird, but you know, we're going to, we're going to do this the best we can. So this episode is called power broker and the synopsis Bucky and Sam help Zemo escape prison so that he can help them track the super soldier serum in Madripoor. Boom. There they meet an old friend who is an uncertain ally now, and she helps them find the creator of the new serum. Captain America and Battlestar track the Flag Smashers and realize that they need help. Okay, so first things first. Um, the prison scene, the opening scene with Zemo. Um, <laughs> what did you guys think? Roy, you start. Go for it. I'm just going to start by saying I called it. What did you call? Uh, that Winter Soldier and Sam were going to break him out. And that's exactly what happened. It Bucky wasn't went Sam, his, though. Well, it, was it wasn't really Soldier. Sam, but Bucky still went in there, talked to him, gave him the means to get himself out. Yeah. And I did like the reference to Machiavelli, who is uh, basically an old school author who specifically uh, deals in the art of war through subterfuge and treachery and treachery. Okay. So your spy craft. Yep. Yep. I did like the, the Zemo intro. Um, the first, like they're walking into the prison and the first thing that you hear out of Zemo's mouth are the words to control winter soldier. Mm-hmm his whole 17 whatever whatever i don't even know the words but remember yeah yeah and i think last episode we talked about uh fat w's i was like i wonder if zemo is gonna control him through the winter soldier talk and he Mm. sure tried he really did but i stand corrected because i did kind of forget that little stint that bucky had in wakanda as you know i do a white wolf white wolf yeah i do like that zemo already knew that he had broken that and the fact that he had done it in wakanda it tells you that zemo even though he's in prison still has all of his contacts to information jesus (laughs) all right uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that part of the scene, but uh, we'll just... the Ocean's Eleven breakout scene was pretty dope. Like, yes, yes, I yeah. Hypothetically, <laughs> I know, I know. I I had that written down here somewhere. Thing. He's like, he's like, can I walk you through a hypothetical? And Sam's like, <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> and like, he's like, so. Let's just say, you know, 
prisoners start fighting. Well, prisoners and guards are nine to two or so, whatever it is. And so if they start fighting, all the guards are going to run to this. And like, as Bucky's talking, it, it's that it's that typical TV trope where the narrator's talking and then the visual is the person acting through the whole scene. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, and, you know, and what happens if someone pulls the fire alarm? And so Zemo pulls the fire alarm and then... He's like, it'd be a super easy escape for them. And basically, I'm guessing that Bucky, with his Hydra connections, broke Zemo out because he's the one that dropped the little pigeon note on the inmate. And the the inmate opened it and he's like, oh, man, I need to hit this guy and just like starts <laughs> a fight. <laughs> yeah. But. What did uh what did you guys think about that whole breakout scene? Did you think it was too easy? Um, no, I thought, for, I thought it was awesome. So I don't know if you knew this, but Derek Colstead, um, the creator of John Walker, is the one who directed this show, this episode. Or oh, not okay. John Walker, John Wick. <laughs> uh, John Wick. John Wick. So he's the one who directed this. So when you see that play-by-play as they're walking through, the cinematography of uh, that is very reminiscent of a John Walker fight scene. And you see that later in the show, too, with the the fight scene with Sharon Carter. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I... I liked how this kind of this whole breakout scene formed a bit of a big three. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, it's a weird big three. Instead of Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, it's Winter Soldier, Falcon, and Zemo. Nope. <laughs> nope, Jesse, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, Sharon, Sharon is not the power broker. It's funny you say that because Sharon it is, is funny absolutely you say that. the power broker. <laughs> no. So that we got we got to save that for the end of this because that uh, the more that I watch this, the more that I am on board with Chip that Sharon Carter is the power broker. But before we get there, how was Zemo so freaking rich? He was so rich. You find out real quick. That he was like royalty in Sokovia mm-hmm. before Sokovia broke apart. Um, I really liked, yeah, I really, I really liked that quick little explanation there. That you know, because I watched this episode twice, twice. I watched it once when it first came out, and then once again just before we all got together to do this episode. And I caught a lot more stuff the second time, especially him talking about. Um, the the fact that he has all this money from being from being you know a baron and royalty and stuff and then sokovia broke apart which kind of made me question like this is a little bit of a breadcrumb here um him saying that sokovia broke apart and that now it's being run by other people and that it's spread into different countries uh there's a lot of talks online that part of that is probably uh, Latvernia. Is that the way you say it? Latveria. Latveria. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but home 
of Owen Wilson, Dr. Doom himself. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doom himself. Yep, absolutely. Didn't they cast Dr. Doom? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was Owen Wilson. <laughs> We're going to get right back on this thread. <laughs> I'm no, but up Dr. Doom if they actually cast him. <laughs> but no, really and truly, like they, they could bring Latveria in that way by making it part of the broken Sokovia. Yeah, they definitely could. But uh, so what? What you know, got? Anything? You got anything for Doctor Doom over there? No, Nothing. But it's it Owen Wilson, with, huh? You just don't want to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> but it does have to do with the fact that uh, Zemo is royalty, and if he's a Baron, I'm gonna go nerd lore on you real quick. Please but if do. he's a Baron, that means he's a third tier nobleman. Um, mm, nobleman. So it goes your high tier, which is your monarch or matriarch which would be your king or queen then it goes down to your counts and then it goes down to your barons so uh-huh. he he's not he is definitely up there in the the chain um but he'd he'd probably be like the you know 16th in line for the the throne or something like that he's the cousin's cousin or you know second cousin of uh-huh. the the ruler so that tells you right there that um, Sokovia was indeed a monarch or matriarch ruled country, much like Europe, also, okay. which we didn't okay. get that from Age of Ultron. Sure, sure. Um, one note that I have in this after realizing that Zemo is a baron, how convenient that Sam needs a lot of money. To keep his family's business afloat, and he just mm-hmm. ran into someone that has a lot of money. I mean, you, know? you think that'll play a part later on in this uh, in this series? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, like if you're asking if Sam Wilson can be bought by Baron Zemo, I think no. the answer is no. I do think that Sam and Zemo and Bucky are going to meet Sam's family. Cause we do see a scene where, uh, they're back in Louisiana, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I believe that's where we get to see him practice with the shield again. I th- makes me think that Zemo is actually going to be the one to kill John Walker or. Oh, that'd him. be so awesome. I would, I would love Baron Zemo. He would be my favorite MCU character. If he got rid of that, Douchebag Captain America. Now listen, whoever those people were that were trolling on Wyatt Russell's page and bullying him and being dicks to him, making him cancel his his social media, you guys are cocksuckers. And excuse my language, but that is is messed up. Now listen, I hate the new Captain America, and I love what Wyatt Russell has done to make me hate that character so much. I think it's brilliant acting, and that he's done a fantastic job, and that's Mm -hmm. no reason to send somebody death threats. Just because you don't like his character doesn't mean that you have to send the human that's playing that character, doing an amazing job, by, by the way, making you feel those feelings. There's no reason for you to send him death threats like that. That's a yeah. a, a dick a stretch. move. Stretch. Mm. 
it, it is definitely a thing of mental health, which uh, if you watch me on any of my other stuff, I am a huge advocate for mental health. Um, so mentally wise, they have to be able to draw that line between fiction and reality and people aren't doing it. And that's why we're getting these death threats now. And there's right. absolutely no excuse for that. And I mean, Dude, we're running I into the same situation as Game of Thrones with oh, uh, the yeah. kid who played King Joffrey. Yeah, that poor same kid. Same entire situation. He had to quit social media. He blacked out of public view because he had so many death threats. And I think the guy who played Ramsey Bolton, or, yeah, Ramsey. Yeah, um, same thing. Same thing. The, also played Maximus in Inhumans. He did the same thing. People loved him because they could hate him. But those people were able to draw that line between fact and fiction. Well, I threw right. that so, dude some death threats after I watched Inhumans. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, but just kidding. I didn't like... watch that. Just kidding. I didn't watch that. <laughs> no, I agree with you guys. I was actually going to bring that, that up as well. Like it, I totally agree with you. It is reprehensible like that people yeah. feel like they can go out of pocket like that they did the same shit to kelly marie tran after yeah, Star Wars. for rose yeah. and like this poor girl gets her break or gets her big break and then social media just like eats her apart like oh it's not like Which, she look, wrote the fucking role like yeah i didn't like that character but there was i'm not gonna go to kelly marie tran i'm gonna go to ryan johnson and troll that motherfucker i'm not gonna right? go to yeah. to her about it like no i'm i'm not gonna go troll anybody because those guys are paid to do to to, to, to do their dreams you know they're, they're there to mm -hmm. like write movies of things that they love and whether or not we like them i mean they still got paid yeah so it doesn't matter what we I fucking think yeah and it's just so sad that like so many people had to do these and say these awful things to Wyatt Russell to, yeah. to make him, you know, quit social media. I mean, come on, man. It's and go to the Captain America page, go troll yeah. that page and be like, you suck because you know, that's fake. That's fake. <laughs> Just like fat W's is, is fake. It's, it's a show yeah. that we all and love, but it's, it's a show. Honestly, all these people have done is made it super hard for fans like us who go to Comic-Con or maybe, maybe on the one in a million chance we catch them in an In-N-Out burger of approaching them and saying, hey, I'm a huge fan. Right. You know, I just want to say thank you for your work. No, if I go to that In-N-Out burger now and I approach that guy, I'm probably going to get shot because right. he's got or bodyguards. Or told back away, sir. Please, yeah. you need to back away, sir. Like I, I fully go with the tackle. You know, someone's gonna tackle me if I approach. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm a Gomer-looking guy anyway. So, I'd pay to see that. I'll film it. Be fun, sir. Step but away no. from the Wyatt, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Captain America, Captain America, I still hate that guy. Yeah. My God, do I hate that guy. Yeah, I can't and wait to watch John Walker get crippled. That's pretty <laughs> this, this, this episode, you are seeing him slowly become unhinged. So I am still yeah. banking on I am banking on the thought that he already has the serum in him. And uh and it's starting to work against I, him. I think it's starting to make him uh paranoid and 
uh, more aggressive, especially the scene where he grabs the the Russian or the German dude and slams him up against the wall and says, do you know who I am? And the German dude, yes, I do. And I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote in my notes, Cap is having a bit of an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. Even even Which, Hoskins is kind of, you know, hey, calm down. What's, yeah. what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. I think he's also just having an issue because you got Bucky and Sam out there doing a better job than he is. They're coming up with these zeros they're going to these you know these safe houses and finding nothing while mm-hmm. you know sam and bucky are out there in madripoor Ooh, madripoor but they're finding all sorts of clues they're on the heels of of carly and yep. you know that that's why cap was like well you know we gotta we, we got another plan we'll follow that or something i don't even remember exactly what he says but it's basically we're gonna watch Sam and and Bucky yeah. and 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 can we not what call him there? Cap? Can we just call him Walker? I'm sorry, you know? I didn't mean to. You you offended um, me with that. You know he is no I, Cap. I just I'll just probably <laughs> I'd probably just call him Giant Douche. He's it's Giant Douche and no, his sidekick turd sandwich. That is retur- reserved for Reed Richards. So <laughs> let's just uh, let's just call him Walker. Unless Reed is played by John Krasinski. Still a giant but. douche. <laughs> John um, Krasinski, I think, is going to do the role justice and make me hate him just as much as I hate the comics incarnation. <laughs> I do like uh, how those thugs told Captain America, you Americans have become brutes. I think that was a good insight on what the superheroes are looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like now you know they the you got this captain america asshole coming in do you know who i am and just beating people up where the yeah. old captain america and the old avengers were there to help and to you know save the day and and whatever like i think it's really showing the bad side of the hero universe you know it's kind of like what Sharon Carter says later on in the episode where she's like being a superhero isn't all that it's chalked up to be. But anyway, Zemo, Zemo's freaking awesome. Um he gets his purple uh ski mask finally, which is that a ski mask or is it just I mean, he's a Baron, so it's probably some badass ski mask that keeps your face all insulated. It's probably got some computer networking in there, and like he's some lead, you know. Yeah, keep, keep X-ray vision out. Yeah, just keep it going. But it was it was really cool to see him in his full blown Baron Zemo costume, mm-hmm. and it was really cool to hear him be called Baron Zemo. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, his scenes were pretty good. He, uh, I liked him as Baron Zemo. He, um, he does a really good job. Yeah, and he's he does a good job putting things into perspective as well. Just like how he was ta- on the plane when he's talking about the danger of uh, people like Steve Rogers, where he's like, the danger with people like Steve is we put them on pedestals and then mm-hmm. they end up, and that's total foreshadowing to what captain america is now he's this symbol on a pedestal that everybody thinks is amazing 
And I think we're going to come to find out that John Walker isn't everything that Captain America is supposed to be. I, I think I he'll get ousted a little bit more than he'll get killed, you know. Sorry, go on, Roy. Sorry. I, I like the name drop of Red Skull in this episode. Howie mm. mentions that Red Skull was basically the same thing. We're going to get a bunch. Do you want a, a bunch of Red Skulls running around? And I think that's what we're seeing with John Walker is that because like Red Skull, the, the serum kind of loosened some bolts up there. Right. Um, I think, does. you know, that's what's happening to Walker, period. Mm. If he took it. Yeah. So. Um, what's uh Go ahead. Oh man, where do you have anything else to say about Zemo or uh his butler? Or okay, go on. What, what about <laughs> so when they're walking towards the plane, I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but he you know, he hugs his butler. It's effectively his Alfred, right? He hugs mm. him and then gets on the plane. And as Bucky walks by, nothing. And then Sam steps by him. He gives like a kind of a sneer, like yeah. uh, you're letting you're letting him on the plane. <laughs> and you you know this Butler from the look of him, he goes all the way back to like World War II. You know he's got some Nazi in him or something. Um, so it's one of those racial things right there, especially when they get on the plane and they the butler asks Zemo about the food and he's like, Oh, just give it the good old smell test. If it doesn't smell right, give it to him. You know? Oh my God. Yeah. Jeez. Um, Chip, did you have anything else you wanted to add to the, to the Zemo convo? Um, before we move on to the, the, no, not the to that portion. Point. Yeah. It's all about magic board, man. Yes. Notes. Uh, in all capitals, eek madripoor. Um, this is one of what the biggest Easter eggs we've seen. Chip, tell us a little bit about Madripoor and what this means to the MCU. Um, Madripoor, Madripoor is like it's like a really lawless island. It's run by gangsters. It's run by organized crime. It's run by soups. Um, this lady named Tiger Tiger ran it for a while. Uh, Wolverine's son Dakin ran it for a little while. I think Wolverine ran it for a little while when he went as Patch and like wore an mm-hmm. eye patch. Um, we we it, see his it, bar in, in yeah the princess too. bar. He was one of the owners of it. Um, it's just like it's just a it's a fun setting that they use in a lot of X Men comics when they're trying to use like. A really lawless urban setting that they can do crazy city shit with and not have like consequences, yep. you know. Well, and didn't Madripoor have a lot to do with X Men? Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. They use it a lot in the X Men. Right, right. Um, um, and New Mutants I'm, and Excalibur as well. Yeah, it's, it's we a big setting that they use for a lot of like the X books. So I was trying to look up uh, one thing. One of the big reveals in this was Selby, who um, I was I was just looking up some of her different things on on you know the onlines and the wikis and stuff like that. 
And come to find out, Selby is was a mutant member of the Mutant Liberation Front with the power to interact with computer machine language. And Selby was originally a man in the comics. Yeah. But as you can see with uh, Carly, I, I don't remember how to pronounce her last name, but with Carly Morgenthau, that was Carl Morgenthau in the comics, mm -hmm. I believe, right? Yep. So, and Selby was a man in Earth 616. That would explain why this would be Earth 1.999999. So, Selby would, would be a woman who might possibly have something to do with mutants and the Liberation Front. Although she's dead now. R.I.P. Selby. I really liked that actress. I thought she was a lot of fun and I wanted to see more of her as far as uh, her character. Um, mm -hmm. Imelda Corcoran? Cor Corcoran? Cochran. I'm, so, I'm so bad with last... It's Cochran. It's an Irish last. Is it? Is it? Okay. Yeah. Imelda so, uh... Cochran. All right, that makes sense. That uh, that entire scene where they're undercover, there's two notes that I had about that bar scene. Hmm. Real quick, uh, Sam, you know, as Smiling Tiger, uh, Smiling, Smiling Tiger, Tiger was a mutant in the comics, um, and also a Thunderbolts character. If we want to add him to the Thunderbolts watch list. <laughs> Not <really. laughs> but as Sam, wait, wait. as Sam, when they get dressed up and they go in, Sam calls himself a pimp. You know, he looks like a pimp, oh, which I thought yeah. was a was a fun callback to Snap Wilson, which was uh, Sam's alter ego while he was under the control of uh, mental domination. Uh, at least that's how they retconned him. He was your stereotypical african-american villain back in i want to say the 70s and they had him portray a pimp so snap wilson was a pimp Interesting. and then red school retconned it by getting rid of the mental domination with the comic cosmic cube and he became sam again and became captain america's right hand man so those okay. the cosmic cube shenanigans is what I like to call that. Doesn't Zemo say something like, uh, how very American, a black man yeah. in a bright colored suit is automatically a pimp. Yep. And that, that was a good call to it as well. <laughs> like how PC of Zemo. Right. I, I thought that was a good call out by Marvel of saying, yeah, yeah, we did that and we're sorry. <laughs> oh my God. They were like, woo, 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 woo. PC, PC. <laughs> You know, I found it really weird that on their way into Madripoor, there was nobody going in or out on that bridge. And they're just walking across this giant bridge. What's the hell's that all about? Why? Zemo's got connections. So they, oh, okay. So they just cleared the bridge for him. Huh. Generally, it's a good place to get jumped and mugged. The, the lawlessness, the pirates, you know. Oh, sure. Sure. So if sure. they know someone dangerous like the Winter Soldier and Baron Zemo are coming, you know, they're probably going to clear out and not try to take them on. Yeah. Though it speaking doesn't the, stop them from doing it in the bar. I was going to say, speaking of the Winter Soldier, 
Uh, I liked how Zemo used Bucky like a Pokemon. Winter Soldier, attack! Like, yeah. those are literal words that he says yeah. in the bar. <laughs> and, you know, Bucky just goes, all Winter Soldier. You kind of see that dark side come out in him again. Um, do you think we'll... Super effective. Do you think we'll see the Winter Soldier again? Or do you think that's completely gone from from Bucky? Nah, it's still it? in there. It's still in there. Yeah. It's uh, just, you he, know. Bucky doesn't forget. So I think there is a point that he can tap into that. I think it's going to have to be something horrendous mm. to trigger it. But I think it's there. Um, oh, I also forgot. There was a point where Bucky said, you know, he, if, if nobody else was going to take the shield, he could have taken it or something like that. I think it was on the plane. I'd have to go back and watch, but I think there was a, point oh, yeah. they, they referenced Bucky being captain America. They did. Cause they, they referenced, well, uh, Sam was saying he was going to destroy the shield mm-hmm. and he's like, I'll steal it before you destroy it. Yeah. Um, which, at this point, I mean, Bucky is slowly creeping up on my vote to become the next Captain America. Mm-hmm. Even though he was the Winter Soldier and did all that shit, like he really is starting to become my my vote for Captain America. Wow, Jesse, that's Jesse. a good one. Bold prediction. Uh, Sharon activates Bucky. That would be awesome. We already know that the current codes didn't work on him. Uh, Correct. When Zemo tried it. So unless there's like a false, uh, what's it, a fallback switch mm. that Zemo didn't know about, but Sharon had uncovered, you know, with yeah. her being in Madripoor, she probably has all kinds of weird information now. Yeah. But. Um, he and didn't speaking get of. through the code either. He only said three of the words. So like. Right. And the last time he said the codes, like Bucky was like fresh off of ice or like still Mm -hmm. slightly suspended and shit. Like, so he wasn't like reactive. He wasn't standing there talking back. So like, I don't know if that was really an accurate experiment. Zemo didn't even say all the words. Yeah. If they, if they tie him down. Yeah. Like who knows if he's going to like start reacting to hearing the words. That's the whole point of having like it be, several words in a in a in a certain order that way if he happens to hear a couple of the words it doesn't affect him you literally have to hear the whole like set of code words so i'm right so i mean he didn't hear the whole the whole set of words so like that's not an experiment in my mind jesse that is a good good thing to say the military messed with sam's drone maybe the psychiatrist planted a new code that's true. Mm. Possible. Um, I got the feeling that the psychiatrist actually cared about Bucky's mental health. Um, no, man, the psychiatrist is the power broker. <laughs> I feel like you're forgetting that it's been Agatha all along. They literally told us who the power broker is. It's Agatha yeah. all along. Where's my drop for that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of Sharon Carter and the power broker chip, your theory 
is that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Why don't you break that down a little bit for us? Okay, so the name of the episode is Power Broker, and what character did we meet this episode? Sharon Carter. She's the only, like and Baron Zemo. No, he appeared last episode. Like, sure, this is the first episode that he like actually interacted and shit. But he appeared last episode. Sharon Carter is the only new character this episode, and the episode's called Power Broker. Clearly, she's the power broker, but that's just hyperbole. I feel like they kind of hinted at it. Like, she's got this fat pad. She's got connections. She's got these like multi-billion dollar paintings that she's like holding on to and selling and brokering around. Who's to say she's not also brokering powers around? The government dicked her over hardcore. She had to go from being like a CIA agent to being like a mafia leader, essentially. Like, I don't know. She set herself up pretty well. Who knows how well. She, it didn't take her long to find that dude's lab. Roy, what say you? Retort. Okay. So, first thing is, I don't, I think she's working for the power broker. I don't think she is actually the power broker. Uh, one big lead into my theory on that is Zemo. Zemo is well connected and he has a lot of information that he shouldn't have had, even though he was in prison and the power broker knows him. And Zemo flat out calls power broker he him in that episode he wants those super serum super soldier serums yeah but that's okay because if that that i'm sorry i'm gonna let you finish before i before i give you my conclusion (laughs) Uh, i'm just saying that you know i think that zemo knows who the power broker is that he's met the power broker because of his Hydra connections, he has all that information from like the super ser- super soldier serum creations. That's how he knew uh, Nagel, who in this is not uh, Erskine, because uh, Nagel was Erskine's under not undercover name, his Witsec name, effectively when he came to America in the forties. So they, they retconned that and created a whole different person, but I know Zemo isn't the most trustworthy, but his hate for super soldiers, I think puts him on par to hate the power broker just as much as Sam and, um, Sam and Bucky. Yeah, I don't think Zemo is the power broker. That's like completely off. No. His who characters. who do you think the power broker is, Roy? Or do you have an idea yet? Um is it Owen Wilson? It's Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. It's um, Doctor Doom. <laughs> <laughs> um I you know, I don't I don't honestly have a guess at who the power broker would be. I think if they did do something uh, I think they might stay to the comics because they've stayed pretty true to the comics. And I think it's going to be Dr. Malice, um, which mm. in the comics, he just worked for Power Broker Inc. But originally Power Broker Inc. was just a a group of guys who sold these serums and all that kind of stuff. So mm. I, think, I think they're going to play into Dr. Malice, which we still have three episodes to catch up on, you know, to go to, 
So chip. go for it, Chip. I think uh, real quick. I think um, with uh, Sharon being the power broker, I feel like it makes sense for her to create a fake power broker above her. Like, like nobody's gunning for her if she just works for this guy. But I don't think the power broker is a real dude other than Sharon. I think Sharon's the power broker. Uh, well, and then if like Sharon just works for the power broker, it's a fictional power broker that she created. Mm -hmm. So there are three clues to me personally that I think make Sharon Carter the uh, power broker. Clue number one, um, when she says steer clear of this for your own good, when they're in her apartment and she's talking about superheroes and how they don't mean shit. And the second they bring up the power broker, she stands up and goes to get a drink like someone that's guilty of something might do. And then she sits down and looks them straight in the face and says, steer clear of this for your own good. That's clue number one. Clue number two, that she's the power broker. When uh, the fight ends in the like shipment yard, she goes up to her buddy, her driver, and she says, we have a problem. Well, a couple problems, actually. Which leads me mm. to believe that she's worried that Sam and Bucky are on to her, the power broker. So then clue number three, and this is from last episode, maybe the first episode, I, I don't remember. But when Carly gets that text message that says, you took what's mine, I'm going to kill you or whatever that is, whatever that text message was. It was a text message. It wasn't a phone call. It wasn't somebody meeting with her. It wasn't a man, nor was it a woman. It was a text message to keep it secret. Mm -hmm. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Her identity, I mean. So she's keeping her identity secret by using texts and other people, like the people at the bar. Um, the guy that you know comes up and says, uh, Selby wants to see you or, or whatever, like... There's all sorts of people that she's using like that. Um, you you saw a piece of graffiti on their way inside that bar that says "Power Broker is watching." You know, I mean, Sharon Carter has a ton of money. She lives in this crazy loft selling insanely valuable artwork, and you don't think she's got the resources to you communicate through other people yeah i'm i'm convinced that she's the power broker after watching this episode go go for it roy prove me wrong. right i am not convinced uh even if it's just an ad the thing in the alley the power broker is watching those are guys that's a guy's face obviously <laughs> the eyes it doesn't know, matter I, that was i know that was made by somebody yeah. else I know it's not solid. Why are you being uh, sexist, evidence? Roy? <laughs> oh, it's not solid, and it is definitely propaganda. But here's the other thing, and I, I talked about this one of our previous episodes, was Dr. Faustus was a Hydra agent, and I don't quote me, but I think he was also involved, involved in the Power Broker, Inc. because of John Walker. But he is the one that brainwashed Sharon Carter, into assassinating Steve Rogers. So with that, I think her time here may have gotten her brainwashed. I think she is working for the power brokers specifically for that. 
And uh, yeah, since he was a psychotherapist for Hydra. Uh, you don't think Bob Sharon Foster Carter, was. you don't think Sharon Carter, I mean, you don't think the power broker killed Selby? Uh, I think the power broker did kill Selby and then put the bounty out on the group. And that's why Sharon stepped up to help, you know, is because she was watching from the shadows. Or did Sharon shoot Selby, send the text message out, and then jump down from the shadows to help them to provide her own cover of being the power broker? Mm. Uh, it's a hard sell on that, though. I mean, yeah, you, she's you let physically... him find this little cash to stop him from finding that big hoard. Yeah, but she is putting herself in way too much danger First, being someone of that much power. She is putting herself in the way of stray bullets in that uh, little area of freight cars. It's just one stray bullet takes her out. You know, I don't think she would risk that if she's as smart as she thinks she is. Or if the power broker Ooh. is that smart. I don't think she she's she's good, but... I no. think the fact of the matter is only a select amount, a select very few people know that she is in fact the power broker and all those other people that are shooting at her don't know. And she's literally playing a part knowing that she's a badass and can take all those dudes out mm -hmm. because she's probably taken some sort of super soldier serum. But, but that knowing that she can do all that, she's playing this part to make sure that Sam, Bucky, and Zemo don't catch on to the fact that she's the power broker. Dude, just her saying we have a problem or a couple problems at the end of that fight scene, I mean, come come on, man. Right. She, she's she's going to be... It's gotta I have be. an argument to that. Okay. Okay. So here's <laughs> the other thing. Did she actively kill all those guys? And once again, you saw the John Wick fight scene play through very very handedly because of uh Colstad's uh, she didn't kill them out. but she injured them for she sure she, that's true dudes what what yeah you're right she you're did. right she did. In the face. i'm, I'm sorry she i'm didn't sorry kill you're right all of them which means if any of them escaped they are going to tell everyone else that Sharon Carter is on their sides which means the bounty is then on her head you know, okay, and then magic is going to be looking for her. I don't think the power, I don't think she as the power broker would put that bounty on her head. She's going to have to figure out a way to call it off if that's the she, case. She, she'd be the one that would have to modify the bounty to put herself on it. Like, just because people are saying, like, hey, this bitch was there, she can say, like, power broker can say, yeah, I'll handle it. And it's handled. Like, right. Mm. And then Sharon it, Carter just stretch. lays low in her badass art museum for a little bit. Or she throws and on that's a all there is to it. hood, goes to <laughs> Russia. And the, then there was also the you whole... Mean, you mean a Dr. Was, Doom hood and heads over was, to Laveria? <laughs> then there was the whole, she is very adamant about wanting to see her family and everything again and be pardoned so that she can go back to her normal life. She was like adamant about that in the... But she the, also said that yes. if I have to hustle, I'm going to learn how to be a hustler. That's true. And she, she's doing what she needs now because that's her life now. But if she can get pardoned and go back, you think she, you think she would honestly give up the power broker lifestyle just to go back to her family if she's got that much power and influence in a place like that? She's I, a I carter, so. man. She's already. I think she would. Cut. 
Yeah, she's already mm. made her nut. She can go buy her parents a nice pad. Dude, and I, yeah, I think, I mean, Madripoor is so secluded. That's a life that you just, she's probably ready to just leave that life behind. And you mean she's going to pull a and, Steve Rogers. And here's another hint as to why she's the power broker and why she stayed so secretive about it. Because she does want to go see her family again and not have to worry about people coming to kill her. Because she has to say stay secretive because on that off chance that she does get to go see her family or that she gets to visit the States again, no one's going to know that that's the power broker's family and no one's going to go after them. She knows that superhero life. She's been a part of it. And she knows that if you put your family members or your loved ones out in the open that, you know, they love Captain America or any superhero that your your villains are going to go for them. That's who they're going to go for your friends and your family. So Sharon Carter being the power broker and staying undercover makes way more sense if it's if she's looking to get out of that life. It's not necessarily like it doesn't even necessarily have to be that like she set out on purpose to like become this big bad power right and that who knows she it might have just happened on accident might have started snowballing and that's just where she ended up to keep herself alive like she's working for this dude some shit happens now she's the boss some shit happens she steps up some shit happens she's higher up that's but, like how i got my job i mean some shit happened and i got promoted and some shit happened again and now i'm a manager it's it's crazy i don't know whatever but what were you gonna say really all right, Roy? <laughs> all right. So I am so confident that she is not the power broker. Oh, she's probably I'm not. I just I'm, I'm just saying, I'm willing to bet you guys on that one. I'm willing to put up my Are Drax. Are we about to make a, a wager yeah. right now? I will give away a Drax number one uh, comic that was CM Punk, a famous WWE wrestler's uh, debut uh, authoring for Marvel. I will put up my uh, Drax number one to our viewers. I will give it away to one of our viewers if I am wrong. How about this? How about we put up a poll this week with the different characters that the, the power broker could be. And whoever gets it right, get well, we or something. I don't know. We could, we could, someone answers our question on Twitter or something like that. And I you and we, I, we should yeah. all make a wager between us. I think, <laughs> I think I, if if we win, if if Sharon Carter is the power broker, what what should be, what should be the consequence for the intrepid DM? Oh man, I'm wearing a DC shirt. <laughs> I was thinking a Wonder Woman outfit. <laughs> oh, oh! I, don't make me get in my closet. I don't want to do that again. Uh, no. Um, I am a session <laughs> in a what <laughs> I I think uh if if I am wrong, I will put up the comic. Uh like I said, it's a number one issue, it's in mint condition. Um it's a good comic. So all right, if you're I wrong, we'll put that up and we'll make a, a I think some sort do, of stipulation because yeah. there's only one comic, obviously. So we gotta yeah, make sure I do, that I think we do the poll on say the twitter uh and anyone that guesses the correct power broker uh they are the ones in the drawing at the end we do the poll of okay. who people think 
is that the power sounds broker. perfect. That sounds and great. We'll have more than just Sharon Carter. We'll have like Thaddeus Ross or anything like that. But uh, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I want to put that comic up for my wager. We're, we should probably cut the polling off before they do the next episode. Because, um, I mean, more yes. See, even, Woman. even Erica says you should you should put Wonder Woman on. I think that's brilliant. And and so what happens if we're wrong though, Chip? What what what's our wager? I uh, I think Sharon Carter is a fun theory, but I I don't know well, if I think that fun it's theory. Just a moment ago, you were I here's here here we go. All right. You See, you know, I, and I've got also like and I'll keep debating why that theory works, but I don't know if that's actually the direction they're gonna go. <laughs> so, so I got it right because I'm I'm pretty convinced that it's Sharon Carter. So, Chip Chip doesn't seem like he wants to get in on this wager, so I will get in on the wager. I'm not confident okay. enough to wager, that's, and that's what I'm saying, Roy. Mm-hmm. If you are wrong. Not only <laughs> do you give up that comic book because that'll be fun. We'll, we'll find a way. Even if you're, even if you're right, we'll still find a way to get to get some sort of thing out to our listeners. Yeah. Um, but but Wonder Woman outfit does that sound good? If I can find a Wonder Woman outfit that fits me, I oh, will we'll find gladly one. wear it. Yeah, girl, we'll find one for you. Yes, queen. <laughs> yes. Um, and if if I am wrong i will find me a princess leia a slave leia outfit whoa that's that's oh, a slave leia okay i was gonna say if i have to wear a bikini dude you're wearing a bikini <laughs> i don't know if i want my i don't know if i want my fantasies shattered <laughs> like that i don't know if i need that kind of uh we'll get the gal Gadot, that kind of uh, rollover gal Gadot, uh wig and everything too We'll do yeah, it. We'll go hard. Me, we'll, we'll do slave it. Leia, I don't know if I want that illusion ruined for me. We're making this wager right now. All we right. better be right. <laughs> Let's do it. So, so I'll do. So I'll do slave Leia, and I, I will find me a costume on Amazon. I'll get it. Now, and remember, all I said was Sharon Carter is not the power broker. I didn't give a give a who I think is the power broker. No, that, and that's, no that's fine. That's fine. That's that's the wager. I think Sharon Carter is the power broker. You think she is not. So, mm-hmm. if she is, I win. If she's not, you win. That's fine. Even uh, Erica says the new cap. The new cap is the power broker. That I don't even. I don't even care if that's right. Yep. It, if if Sharon is not, I will find me a slave Leia outfit. And I will put Jabba the Hutt behind me on this screen, and it'll be an amazing episode. <laughs> if New Cap, if New Cap is power broker, I will wear some Daisy Ridley cosplay and dress up like Spider Woman. Okay. <laughs> okay. We, we'll we've that. got that on video. <laughs> Either way, you win, Jesse. You're right. Either way, Jesse wins. Yes. So, yeah. let's get back to this this episode. I th- we've covered most everything in this show. Pretty much everything that was supposed to happen. Carly. On, Carly definitely that, crossed a line. That's one that's major the next, thing that we missed. Yep. She that's crossed the, the next line. Part that murdered I yep. some people. Like she murked that entire building off. Like, so I just, I, 
I was yeah. going to say, we basically covered everything except for the last scenes of this show, which was Carly. Uh, I said Carly really showed her villainous side, and she says this is the only language these people understand, which obviously that's not true. She is just being a cold-blooded <laughs> bitch. And yes, Erica, I do. <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll just go waist high. I'll get some leggings. <laughs> I'll be jaying off all day. <laughs> oh I, I don't want to get us banned from Twitch for being obscene. I don't think we'd be obscene. We just won't do Twitch that day. I don't know. Me in a bikini? That's a little obscene. Nah, man. It'll be fine. Anyway. Um, what did you guys think of Carly here? Like, what what were your uh, initial react? What was your initial reaction to her doing this? Chip, start with you. It's a. She definitely crossed a line. Like, she went from. She went from being like a sympathetic, like almost little girl seeming character, like with her, like naivety about the world. Like, she went from seeming like that to being like full on like oh okay so now she's just a full on terrorist like yeah yeah and and she is too Roy what did you think of that scene with her and her buddy there I killing everybody I think we're seeing the parallels to her and John Walker um, if they both have the serum they're both maybe becoming more mentally unstable mm. um, so I well I think Carly was set off Carly was set off by her, was that her mother or one of her friends passing away, whatever it was. But I feel like that kind of, it was her mama, Jesse Yeah, says, I don't know so. who, it, who that was. That is definitely something I need to look up. But yeah, yeah I'm really interested to see her story play out um, because she is acting to be kind of a good guy, but her actual actions are very villainous mm. so but it, it depends on how you take morality because even the most vile person could see themselves as being a saint or righteous right. in their cause um right. so it's well like you said like she say. said it's the only language they understand which yeah. where were they they were in latvia latvia i think I don't um, remember. Yeah, it was it was uh it was Latvia, which was the callback to uh Latver Latveria, I think Latveria. something like that. Latveria. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Doom. Anyway. Victor um, Doom. Yeah, Owen Wilson. So her True. saying that is kind of I don't know, it's it's also just her it's just proving that her views and her um what what she's trying to accomplish you know, great ideas, awesome, awesome ideas, poor execution. Mm -hmm. But um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Um, I don't know if I have any more notes. Oh, how did we? Did you have anything else for the episode? This is kind of the after credits. It's not an after credits scene but it's kind of an after credit scene that they could have used for an after credit scene. So before we get to that, any other notes or points that you wanted to make for this episode? Um, nope. I think we covered it pretty well. 
All right. There's probably so, a lot that we missed, but oh, there is. And if we did miss anything, we'll re- rehash that next week during the full-on Fat W's episode for the in-between mm. Marvel Canon Madness podcast. Um, but let's get to this last scene real quick. The should have been uh, mid-credit scene. Yeah, should have been mid-credit scene. Um, Io makes an appearance. Hashtag Wakanda forever. Hashtag bring me Zemo. Mm. Um, what did you guys think about this? Roy, what, what was your reaction to uh, Wakanda showing up? So I like that the way she got Bucky's attention was leaving the Koyo beads. I think that's what they're called. The black uh, vibranium beads that beep, every beep. Wakandan has because it's basically their iPhone. Yep. Um, hey, you drop something. I love that. (laughs) And the fact that she's there, you know, and it's a callback to how Zemo actually murdered uh, T'Chaka, King T'Chaka. Sam reminded us us about that conveniently enough. Yeah. Yeah. I I do like how they are, they're dancing around the Black Panther thing right now with Chadwick Boseman passing. Um, they are not alluding that he is still alive in the Marvel universe or anything like that. They have not given anything, uh, to that degree. Um, but they are still keeping Wakanda uh, relevant with this. They are Uh, coming out with the Wakanda show. mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be, they just announced it recently as well. So I think that's going to touch a lot on, um, what happens with Black and Panther? I've, seen, I've yeah. seen theories that Bucky will be in that show as the White Wolf, but yeah, those okay. are just theories, and that is a massive departure from comics. Yeah, and see, but, I don't know, I don't remember where I saw it, but uh, at one point there was a possible leak for a title, um, where it was Black Panther Two, uh, Brothers Keeper, or something like oh. that. I, I. Th- think it was fake but you know it, it would make sense that shuri would be the next in line yeah saw, isn't she the next in line in the comics yeah. doesn't shuri I take saw, the mantle? i saw a title i don't know if it's fake or not but it was uh black panther rise of a new king mm. i'm not ah, sure if that's okay. fake or not but it's one that i saw well Killmonger's think still alive I think it's cool that they are bringing in Wakandan characters and, you know, starting that storyline. I mean, you know, WandaVision brought in Captain Marvel characters and Thor characters and Ant-Man characters. Yeah. So it's, it's only fitting that Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, bring in, you know, Black Panther. Thunderbolts. Uh, the, we had Don Cheadle. That was an Iron mm-hmm. Man character. You got Thunderbolts, which would be technically a Hulk kind of thing because thunderbolt ross is from hulk it's um, i mean a twist that i wasn't expecting like i uh, was not yeah. expecting her to show yeah up. i would definitely yeah erica's correct sure definitely becomes the new queen yeah. the new black panther She's and cool. i yeah. i do think that we need more women to represent in the marvel universe um i wasn't the biggest fan of captain marvel i didn't i didn't like her uh, per se, one but... more one more reason why I think 
Sharon Carter is the power broker. They need more women characters. Like Just women like why, villains. why Carly is not Carl, and it's Carly. Carl. And Selby is not. Carl. And Selby's a woman, too. I, yeah. I know Flipping we're getting Kamala script. Khan. You know, I know we're getting Kamala Khan. Uh, possibly, uh, what's her name? Uh, she's part of the Young Avengers. Re Chavez. America Chavez, oh, yeah. that's confirmed. America Chavez. Three Williams, I know we're getting. Um, but I think as a mainstay for Avenger lineup, we need more women. I think Shuri would be amazing. Uh, I want to see Wanda come back. I think she would she be will. a you powerhouse got Wasp. on uh, Wasp. You're right. Um, Black Widow Sharon. possibly coming back. You know, Sharon Carter could could do something cool. I you know I mean Power Broker could do something cool. Well, yeah. Once she gets her Sharon Carter gives up her Power Broker life. I believe Sharon Carter in another universe is Captain America also. So huh. no, that is a future. Uh, that's in the future. It is Sharon <laughs> Rogers. She is okay. Sharon Carter and Steve Rogers' granddaughter, and she okay. is like. Captain America. Yeah. But future. she's got like a a shield made out of energy and a light lance or something yeah, like that. It's like a lance and a shield, yeah. Okay. So I I honestly want to see more prevalent women uh, as Avengers like She-Hulk and then just follow Heck that yeah. suit. Heck yeah. Well, that I mean it was a great episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but let's give it a rating. We have been rating this um, out of 10 shields, zero out of mm -hmm. 10 shields, all of these episodes. Um, so let's start with Chip. What's going to be your rating for this week's episode? Uh, probably give it like a seven. Okay. Roy, what about you? I was going to give it a seven, but Zemo's dance bumped it up to an eight for me. Okay. All right. Um, and I am going to give it probably, I'm going to go 7.5. I'm going to go right in the middle. We'll go seven, 7.5 and eight. So what is that? What, what is 22.5 out of 30? Which, you know, that's not, that's not bad for this. Um, it wasn't, definitely, like I said, it wasn't my favorite episode. It wasn't as action-packed or anything. But it did bring a lot of light to a lot of different things. Um, it opened the doors for the X-Men. It opened the doors possibly for Doctor Doom. Um, there, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on in this episode. So I'm, I'm extremely excited to see what happens we're halfway through we only got three more to go for fat w's so it's gonna start hitting the fan soon um is there anything else i'm gonna call one more one more thing anything else that you guys needed to get off your chest about episode three of falcon and the winter soldier not for the episode but like just one tiny little piece of news so if you okay. guys done, like if you had nothing yeah. else about the episode before we finish up. Um, yeah, I was going to say after that, it's plugs. So 
I made a quick reference to it, but uh, I read that Daisy Ridley um, read a script for Spider-Woman and really liked it and wants to be part of it. So apparently Daisy Ridley is probably going to be playing Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. That's what I was referencing. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be cool to see Daisy come in. I liked Daisy. Yeah. Um, sure. Roy, you got me. Little tidbit of news that I did remember. Word. Roy, where can people find you throughout the week? Normally, you are on the Marvel podcast every Monday, but you do other things as well throughout the week. So, where can people find you? Yeah, you can uh, find me at the Intrepid DM on Twitch uh, or at Intrepid DM on Twitter. And then I also run a YouTube page, same name. Uh, basically tabletop role-playing games is my thing. Uh, I've been a DM for 25 years. It's my hobby. It's my love comics, you know, are right there up with it, but that's, that's pretty much my, my call out. So chip, where can people find you and the MCM podcast? Uh, the MCM podcast is going to be on Instagram. You can find us at Marvel Canon Madness. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us anywhere that you usually find your podcasting goodness. Yeah. And Twitter at MCM underscore pod. Don't forget subscribe there as well. Um, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Marvel Canon Madness podcast. I mean, if you'd like more news or any updates on any of your favorite twist my arm shows, Go to www.twistmyarmpodcast.com. And if you would like to be a part of any of the podcasts that you see, hit us up, twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com, and we can definitely work something out for getting you on one of these shows. Every Monday, we do Marvel Cannon Madness. Every Friday, we do Sudden But Inevitable. Um, pretty much every day in between, we're doing some sort of streaming. We got Best Flicks with Ricky D that comes out Sundays. I got an interview with uh, Pixie from Next on Stage 1 podcast coming out this week. We got another interview coming out next week with the Beard Al podcast. I also have interviews with upcoming local artists this month. There's a lot of shit happening at the TMA network. So don't forget to like and subscribe to all of our social media outlets, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Just search uh, Twist My Arm Podcast, Twitter, at Twist My Arm Cast, Twitch, at TMA Games. Find us, like us, subscribe to everything. Um, I want to thank everyone for all their continued support and everything they have done to keep this podcast going. We are going to leave on the episode four trailer of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first, my name is Josh. And I'm Chip. And I'm Roy. And we're the Marvel Canon Monday podcast. We will talk at you. <laughs> Next week, Marvel Cannon Madness. Jesus, I'm still getting used to that. See you yep. next time, you marvelous monsters. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>